All right, I get a little vulnerable in this episode as I share five lessons I've learned in the past 10 years on the journey towards my best and highest self. Stay tuned. If there's anything I've learned from my time caring for the seriously ill, it's to appreciate the extraordinary gift of this thing we call life. Hi, I'm Dr. Kathy Zhang, palliative care physician, author, and speaker. And my goal is to bring the clarity, purpose, and meaning often found at the end of life to help you live your best and most fulfilling existence now. I truly believe everyone on this planet has a purpose, and it's my mission to help you filter out the noise and discover yours. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome back to another episode. Can you believe it's late February already? I mean, it's kind of wild. Time is a funny thing, isn't it? Sometimes a minute seems forever, like when you're in a really boring meeting or in my case, maybe doing burpees, (laughs) and then hours can fly by when you're having fun. So I was thinking about time recently because I was comparing my recent trip to Puerto Rico with my first time there. And I first went there in 2012, a decade ago with my parents, and I just came back from a trip with my husband. And being the introvert that I am, I molded over and I came up with some lessons I've learned over the past 10 years. And I want to share them with you in this episode. Lessons that will help you on the journey from where you are to where you want to be. Okay. So let us dive right in. So lesson number one is to live in the present moment. And so in my first trip back in the spring of 2012, it was the second half of my intern year, uh, which is the first year of residency. I was in my mid twenties, my first time really living away from my parents, from home. I was dating a guy that I liked, but I also knew wasn't really treating me the way that I wanted. And so I I had a lot on my mind and my parents noticed on vacation that it's like they didn't even recognize me. Like I had a cloud hanging over me. And I think they said I was like a, a shadow of my old self. Like who is this girl and what has she done with our daughter? You know, and I brought it all with me. And so it tainted my vacation. Like I would pose for a photograph of me climbing a coconut tree. But in reality, I was thinking about my residency and whether I was keeping pace with my classmates who were studying harder, better than I was. We would kayak at night in the bioluminescent bay and I'd be thinking about, you know, should I stay with this guy that I was dating even though I knew it wasn't good for me and that sort of thing. And so everything had this mark, this something else that was, again, the word is tainted. Everything felt like there was some sort of almost poison hanging over it. And that poison was my my mindset, everything that I was thinking about, right? And fast forward to this time, it rained, it, torrential rains. And, you know, we were like, this is great. We're here we're not in we're not at home where it's cold and windy and snowy 
And we walked through old San Juan. We saw these cobblestone streets with this beautiful blue, almost like ceramic sheen to them. And I don't remember that at all. And I, you know, again, it was 10 years ago. I may have noticed it, but I don't think I noticed those things because I stuck so far away from where I was. And in palliative care, people always ask, how do you do the work that you do? And one of the big keys that we always emphasize is to focus on the present moment. If I'm with a patient and we're laughing or crying together, then I'm there with them. I'm 100% present. And when I'm not in the hospital, I try the best that I can to stay present on not being in the hospital. So on my commute home, I'm there. At home, at dinner, when I'm spending time with my family, I'm there. And here's the thing. If you're not present, you're going to miss your life. It will fly past you and you won't even notice because your mind is somewhere else. And then you get to the end and you wonder, oh my God, where did time go? So soak up everything you can in this very moment. Pay attention to the here and now. And I promise, I promise your life will feel a little bit easier. It's going to feel a little bit less difficult to breathe, to take a deep breath. All of that is related to being aware of where we are right now, not where we should be, not where we think we should be, not where we were 10 minutes ago, five years ago, any of that stuff. Right here, right now, this is where the magic happens. This is where your life happens. Okay, so lesson number two is courage and in relation to that confidence, are muscles. So I've been journaling since I was a child, on and off. My first diary, I think, was this very pink diary called Spotty Dottie, S-P-O-T-T-I-E-D-O-T-T-I-E. And it was like this cartoon Dalmatian. And it had one of those things where it had a metal clasp and you could lock it and you had a little key. So, you know, we could be private and keep all of your childhood crushes away from your parents, et cetera. And I loved it. And I think my mom, yeah, my mom kept it. So it's it's in our basement somewhere. But as an adult, I think I, I moved on to moleskins and I have a couple of them now that span the past 10 years. And I, I had one from 2008 with all of my thoughts from when I did study abroad in Australia and I lost it on a flight to India. And I, man, what I would give to get that back. I, anyway, and that's a different story. So there's a flap in the back. So you could put little things and mementos. And I put random things in there. And I have one from my time when I was in Puerto Rico. And so here I have some, well, this is from a different trip. I have a hundred pesos from my trip to Mexico. I have a, I'm just looking actually at them right now. And you can probably hear, I have some tickets to the Parque de las Cavenas del Rio Camuy. Somewhere in Puerto Rico. I've got Wi-Fi password codes for a random coffee shop. And uh, I also have some other things in there from different trips to Mexico and Chile. And so I bring this up because I actually have a journal entry 
from my time in Puerto Rico. I have one journal entry and I'm going to read it to you. And this is, um, this is an actual journal entry I wrote in the spring of 2012, Wednesday, 12.30 p.m. I didn't write a date, of course, but I wrote it was at the hotel, the W Retreat and Spa in Vieques in Puerto Rico. So this is what I write. Confidence. Elusive confidence. It's certainly something I've been working on my entire life, stemming from the day when I was too shy to ask sales associates where the bathroom was till now, when I'm a full-fledged physician at the age where everyone around me is getting engaged or married, etc. I'm still struggling with self-doubt, as evident in my current relationship, and I circled this next part. I need to be happy with myself, first and foremost. I remember back to third year of Sophie Davis, acing my classes and feeling good about my academic life. And it translated into feeling good about the rest of my life. I don't need to be afraid of being alone. I don't need anyone else to validate my existence or my self-worth. I don't and shouldn't compromise my values for someone else. No more games. I have a lot to offer emotionally, and I just need to gain that confidence. My significant other is my partner, not an extension or replacement of myself. I need to find and regain that aspect of myself. I haven't been entirely happy since I've moved to Philly. And why is that? Stress from work? This feeling of uncertainty that's left over from last year, where I still don't know what I want to do with my life. I'm not in a committed relationship. And so how do I become happy again? And that's part is underlined. I'm not exactly sure, to be completely honest. It's sure as hell not by jumping from failing relationship to failing relationship, hoping to find it that way. And so, yeah, that's a that's a real journal entry from then. And what I want to say about lesson number two is courage and confidence are muscles, is that in my mid-20s, when I wrote that, I just... I didn't have that. I was searching for it clearly, as you can tell. And I think so many of us are searching for confidence and courage within ourselves, not realizing that it's always been there. It just needs a little bit of practice. It needs some nurturing. And we can do that in many, many, many different ways. And I'll record an episode about courage and confidence coming up, but it's really tuning into the things that scare us a little bit or scare us a lot, and then doing what we can to try and take action on those things that scare us. Because the more that you do it, the more that you overcome something that you're scared of, or the more that you do something that isn't quote unquote, what you would normally do, that confidence and that courage, then, you know, you get a little stronger, let's say it's a one pound worth of courage, a one pound weight worth of courage. And then you move on to two pounds and five pounds and then 10 pounds and 25 pounds and 50 pounds, whatever that metaphor is for things that require courage. And so that and your confidence, those are muscles. So the more you do it, the stronger it gets. Okay. Lesson number three, tune in to what you want. So I I remember this memory very, very, very clearly, despite it being 10 years ago, we had to take a boat 
from the mainland Puerto Rico to this other island called Vieques. And I was told to go there because it was beautiful and it really, really, really is. And I highly recommend that you go there. So on the way home, I guess either it was really, really windy. It was a beautiful day, but it was really windy and the waters were super, super choppy. Everyone on the boat was nauseous, retching, vomiting. It was really, really bad. My mom was down below deck and she was sprawled out on those chairs, just kind of like, uh, and retching the whole time. And when you went, I went down there, I remember to check on her and it was just, uh, the, the smell just of like warm, old vomit. And I was like, uh, uh-uh, no, 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 no. I got to go back upstairs. And my dad was with me on the upper deck and I remember standing right on the upper deck and holding onto a pole so I didn't fall and staring straight at the horizon at land, you know, right there because, and doing everything that I could, you know, the Puerto Rican flag on the boat was flapping in the wind. I was listening to the temper trap, which is an Australian band on my iPod because, you know, I'm old. And I was so, so nauseous and I did, I was just willing myself not to vomit. And the whole time I was thinking, this is not what I want. Like my life right now in general, outside of being here on vacation, this, this isn't what I want. This isn't me. I want to be, you know, I want to be not stressed all of the time. I want a partner who cherishes and respects and values our relationship above anything else. I I want to feel happy again. And I just played this one song by the Temper Trap called Soldier On over and over and over again. And some of the lyrics in there, I think it was like, I'm reading it now. It's waves crash along the battered, lonely lighthouse. Tomorrow she's gone. And if not, someday, somehow, are these hands a waste? Well, this side of mortality is scaring me to death, to death. Don't think about it at all. Just keep your head low and don't think about it all. Soldier on, soldier on. Keep your heart close to the ground. Soldier on, soldier on. Keep your heart close to the ground. And I just played it over and over and over again. And eventually I got to a point where I could really figure out what it was that I wanted in my life. At that time, it was hard. I'm not going to lie. I couldn't just be like, this is not what I want. This is what I want. Cool. It, It took a long time and it took a lot of introspection. It took a lot of mistakes, to be honest, to figure out what it really was that I wanted. And the lesson here is that sometimes knowing what you don't want is helpful in knowing what eventually you do want. And sometimes that's the easiest way for people who are like, I have no idea what I want. Well, then maybe try to find what you don't want. Because clearly if you're, let's say, dissatisfied with your current state of life, there's something about it that you don't enjoy. And so write that down and then you can create a list and just make the exact opposite of what you don't want. And then maybe it'll get you a little bit closer to what you do want. And then once you figure out slowly but surely what you do want, you can create a plan. And that's lesson number four. Create a plan for what you do want and how to get there. 
you can get cracking on what you need to do once you know what you do or don't want. And more importantly, like I've said before, it's not necessarily only about what you need to do. It's about who you need to become to where to get to where you want to go. And once we leave school or formal education, we kind of stop learning in many ways. I was talking with a friend of mine who is a lawyer, and we're both trying to figure out kind of our niche, who we serve in our new businesses. And, you know, we were joking that he was, we were joking that like law school or med school almost feels easier than finding your niche. And we laughed because it felt so true to us. And I'm thinking about him, like, is it really, you know, med school or law school hard to find your niche? Like, probably not. But it's just that there's no syllabus, essentially. There's some guidelines, but there's no strict paper or, you know, a set of books that you need to read or whatever it is that you need to do, like in school, right? Do this, read this, learn this, and you'll pass and you'll get a degree. When you get into the adult life outside of school, we don't have that. And so this is what we need to do is we need to create our own syllabus, our own life plan. You can have a goal in mind. Let's say you want to hit, I don't know, 20% body fat, or you want to write a book. And so whatever that, however long you think it'll take for you to get there, then work backwards. Let's say that's a five-year goal. Okay, what do you need to have done in year one, two, three, four in order to make sure that you're on track for your five-year goal? Or maybe it's a one-year goal and then split it down, break it down into quarterly. And so whatever the time period you think that goal could be accomplished in, break that down yearly, then twice a year, then what your quarterly goals are, then what your weekly goals are, et cetera, et cetera. And then it becomes this thing that's not such a lofty item that you once talked about. It's not just a dream that you hope will happen. Once you plan it, it makes it possible. And once you decide and you act on it, that's when it becomes a reality. And that leads me to lesson number five, decisions and actions define your life. I am the queen of indecision, self-proclaimed queen of indecision. And my husband will tell you on one of our first dates, we went to the Christmas market in New York and I wanted to buy a wallet. And one of the shops was this leather shop and they have different types of wallets and little coin purses and passport cases and that sort of thing. And it took me literally 30 minutes for me to choose between one wallet and all the different colorways. <laughs> and I, I, I tell my husband now, I'm like, you, you saw that and you still stuck around. He's like, eh, you know, <laughs> so indecision is a big thing for me. I'm getting better at it, but so many of us are plagued by indecision. And my coach likes to say indecision is a decision. And for so long in my 20s and even my 30s, and even now sometimes, uh, although it's less frequent, I let life happen to me. All those years ago, I would have a bunch of relationships where I knew it was over, but I was so codependent and so scared that I waited for them to break up with me. Or I would stick with a job that I literally would tell others and I would describe it as quote unquote soul sucking until I was so fed up and physically, mentally, emotionally 
broken that I finally left. And I wondered why I always felt out of control, why I always felt overwhelmed, why I always felt like I was a failure and nothing would make me happy. I had to learn all of those lessons the hard way. 20-year-old me had to go through all of that pain to get to this point now where I can share these lessons with you so that you learn from my mistakes. So it shortens your own journey. It helps steer you back on course towards the direction that you want to go, towards the direction that you want to bring your life to because you're maybe you're not happy with where you are now. And so all of these lessons, right? Number one, live in the present moment. Two, courage and confidence are muscles. Three, tune into what you want. Four, create a plan for your life. And five, decide and act on that plan. That's one of the best general frameworks that you can think about to take your life in the direction you want it to go. So the next time that you feel like you have no idea what you want to do with your life, the next time that you feel so confused and you don't know which way to turn, bookmark this episode and work through all of these lessons, or at least try to work through one or two of those lessons that are applicable to you at the moment where you are in your life where you need it the most. And then slowly, but surely, absolutely, it's going to happen to you, but you have to do the work. We all have to do the hard work in our own lives. Otherwise, we are just going to coast along. We are going to be like 20-year-old me where I just let life happen to me. And that's just not how we want to live, is it? I know that's not how you want to live. And I know certainly that's not how I want to spend my days, however long I may have. No one really quite knows. So that is your lesson for today, your five lessons actually. And I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week really take stock of what's happening right now and apply these lessons. Share this episode with a friend who you think it could help. And I will see you on the next one. Have a wonderful week. And as I always, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. That was our show for today. Thank you so much for allowing us to spend some time together. If you like what you heard and you haven't already, please share with a friend subscribe, rate, and write a review. You can follow us on Instagram at PurposeFilter and on our website, PurposeFilter.com. Join me next time for another episode, and thanks for listening.